What's up, my dear language learning master? And welcome to a new episode of the Language Input Podcast, in which, as you know, um, I'm going to talk about different topics related to language learning, and I'm going to challenge common beliefs and misconceptions that I believe are hurting so many people around the world that, you know, really want to learn foreign languages, but they get frustrated because of the traditional grammar approach and because of these beliefs and misconceptions. All right. And well, as usual, before getting started with today's topic, I want to remind you that if you're listening to this on YouTube or any platform where you can leave your, your messages, feel free to do so and, you know, give me your opinion on today's specific topic, on the podcast in general, any question, suggestion you may have when it comes to the language learning process, you know, feel free to go ahead and and leave your comment down below because I'll, I'll be more than happy to help you out and you'll be, me, you'll be giving me ideas for future episodes as well, as usual. So, yeah, thank you in advance for that and let's get into today's topic. And, uh, well, if this is the first episode you've listened to in on this podcast, in the very first episode, I talked about whether grammar study is actually necessary in order to learn a language, right? And, uh, well, I mean, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can actually, you know, find it somewhere up here, you know, so you can go back and, and listen to that episode. And if you're listening to this on, you know, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, you know, just go to the to the first episode of this podcast, okay? But today, I want to talk about a similar topic, but, I mean, actually, I want to talk about the same topic, but I want to take it a step further. And today, I'm not going to talk about whether grammar study is necessary or not, and spoiler alert, <laughs> we, we already know it's not. But like I said, I'm going to take it a step further, and my question is, is, is grammar study actually counterintuitive or can, counterproductive, excuse me, or like, does it even get in the way of a language learner, all right? And uh, yeah, before explaining what I think about this topic, as usual, let me be clear on this. Like, when I talked about whether grammar, grammar study was necessary or not, you know, I was talking about my opinion, but backed up by a lot of research that's been done in in this field. Okay, but what I'm gonna talk what I'm gonna uh, what I'm gonna talk about today is purely my opinion. Okay, so there's no experiment or research study to back it up. All right, it's just my feeling as as a language learner, as a language student, and you know, as uh, my experience from what I see in my students, in myself, and so on. All right. So I, w I want to be clear on that. Like this is just my opinion, my my perspective or my feeling. All right. And uh, well, actually, yeah. Getting started with today's topic. Finally, I actually believe that not only is grammar study not necessary, but I'm I'm starting to believe that it does get in the way. So it can actually have some negative impact on your learning. So you know. They just like adding insult to injury, right? Like not only does it not help, but it may also have some negative consequences for you, all right? And let let, let me explain why I think so, all right? Um, 
So recently, I've been I've been realizing, I've been noticing that, uh, you know, this might be to the this might be due to the language itself, but actually, I'm I'm gonna try to compare two pretty similar languages. All right, and today I'm gonna talk about my experience with Italian and Portuguese. All right, and uh, well, I started learning Portuguese. I, I mean, I started learning Italian in 2017, the beginning of 2017, and uh, and I started learning Portuguese two years prior, okay, so like 2015. And you know, and since I started learning Italian, I'm pretty much getting exposed to both languages at a similar rate. So I'm getting exposed to, you know, series, books, and many different resources. On a pretty similar, I mean, like on a, pre, a pretty similar amount of time daily, all right? Like, I don't know, half an hour, 25 minutes, 40 minutes, it depends, but pretty similar, all right? And what I've realized, and that's what, that's why at the beginning of the podcast, I talked about, I mean, like, yes, a minute ago, I talked about the fact that I don't know if, it, if this is due to the language itself, but I believe both Portuguese and Italian are somewhat related. To, to, to my native language Spanish, all right? And they're both from, they both come from Latin, so I don't think there's that much of a difference between them when it comes to, to how much I can understand as a, langu- as a Spanish native speaker and so on, all right? And what I've realized is, because when I started studying Portuguese in 2015, I didn't know yet about all of this, uh, about how languages are actually acquired. I did study some grammar, when it comes to Portuguese, all right? But when I, started start, when I started learning Italian, I already knew about all this. I had just started my project and, you know, I've, I, I had done a lot of research and so on. And I've, I, I had already attended a conference on language teaching with this approach, of course. So you can imagine that, you can imagine that I've, I haven't wasted a single minute of my time uh, learning the grammar rules, memorizing vocabulary lists, and so on when it comes to Italian, right? And uh, despite having started two years later, so, you know, like the the amount of time that I've spent uh, exposing myself to Portuguese is higher than than that of Italian, I recently realized that uh, like I feel more fluent in Italian. Like when 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 I'm speaking with my, my Italian friends here, as opposed to speaking some Portuguese, because for, for for instance I'm playing football here and I'm playing with some people from Angola and they speak Portuguese and like uh, I mean I can understand pretty much hundred percent of both, like both Portuguese and Italian. But when it comes to speaking, I've noticed that. I feel kind of more free when it comes to Italian because there's no grammar study behind it. So, so all, all I have, you know, I'm just <laughs> quote unquote. All I have to rely, I mean, all I have to rely on is my natural subconscious acquisition of the language, right? What feels right to me in my mind after listening to Italian, and because of it. I don't. I, I'm not thinking about what I'm gonna say next, as opposed to Portuguese. And you know, when it comes to Portuguese, ninety percent or ninety-five percent of what I've done to to learn Portuguese has been the right things. Okay, but because I did study some grammar beforehand, sometimes I've 
you know, I notice that when I'm about to say something, I stop to, to kind of double check in my brain if what I'm going to say is, is, is right or not, right? Because of that uh, grammar study that I did for, for, for a while, all right? So th that's the main reason why I believe that um, grammar study does actually get in the way of language learning. Because when, w when you haven't done any grammar study, like I, like I talked about with Italian, like there's no conscious knowledge to, to, to lean on, let's put it that way, to lean on when, when I'm about to speak or when, I don't know, when I can find the words, you know? So if, if I'm gonna speak Italian, if, I, if the words come to my mind, I just go ahead and say them, right? But if they don't, I don't <laughs> because I haven't acquired them yet, right? It's just part of the process. But if you've studied um, grammar before, like, like in Portuguese, first of all, when I'm about to speak, even if my first like natural reaction is to actually use the words that I've acquired the right way, many times I find myself double checking in my brain, like I said, to sort of relate to those language uh, rules, to those grammar rules that I learned consciously beforehand, to, to kind of double check if it's right or not. Does it make sense? Hope it does. And uh, yeah, and then even, you know, when, when I don't really know how to express something, when you have that sort of prior conscious knowledge, you're trying to find, I mean, you're trying to build like uh, how, how to put it into words? You're trying to build sentences from from that grammar knowledge that does that don't make really a lot of sense. I don't really know how to explain this part, but the the main thing, the main idea is that that conscious grammar knowledge acts as a sort of. I mean, Stephen Crashing calls it monitor, right? So it's like something you got in your mind, your brain that that's gonna stop you from speaking right before you're about to, because it wants to make sure that what you're gonna say is right, is grammatically correct, right? Hope it makes sense. I, I'm, I'm sure you felt this with, um, you know, if you're, if you're an, English, uh, an English native speaker and, and you've been learning Spanish or any other language, I've, I'm sure you felt that when it comes to a different language, if you've studied grammar, I mean, that you're about to say something and just like a second or two before you're about to say it, you kind of stop yourself and, and double check if what you're going to say is right or not. I mean, can you relate to that? Did it happen to you before? I'm sure it did. If, I mean, if you, if you learn through the traditional grammar approach, I'm, I'm sure it did. And I'm sure everyone can relate to that. All right. And uh, yeah, so I mean, the, the bottom line is, we've, we, I already talked about in the, in the first episode, I mean, I already talked about in the first episode about the fact that we don't need to consciously learn the grammar rules in order to speak a language, right? Because many times, even after saying something, or even after making a grammar mistake in, in a foreign language, right away we realize that we made a mistake. So we consciously knew the role, but that didn't help us 
or that didn't prevent us from making a mistake or that didn't that didn't help us get it the right way right because consciously knowing something and being able to use it in a real life in a real-time conversation are two completely different things all right so that's the first part but then like i said this is just my opinion my feeling when when i'm when i'm speaking different languages but i feel like grammars conscious grammar study does actually get in the way because you know you're you're like i said you're double checking you're thinking things through when when you're gonna speak as opposed to you know feeling free or, or or going the natural way right and you know there's a lot of beliefs into that as well N not just that it it it, um, it gets in the way in that in that in that regard but also you know like error correction like i talked about in a previous episode as well because our errors have been corrected through our entire education life put it that way um Little by little, we, we become afraid of, of speaking because we're afraid of making mistakes, right? I, and I, I explained that uh, in more depth in the, in, the, in the previous episode that I talked about. But, and because of it, we, we're afraid to make mistakes, right? And because we want to be grammatically correct, I mean like 100% grammatically correct, we're always relying on that conscious knowledge to sort of double check, like I said, uh, in order to to make sure that we're we're saying it the right way, that we're not making any mistake, that we're we're sounding you know as close as native as possible, right? And once again, I do understand that you know the fact that you want to sound as native like as possible. I do myself as well, obviously. But once again, it's all about the process how we learn our native languages, you know, and process that work that worked 100% of the time, yeah. So th the thing is, I perfectly understand you wanting to to be super fluent, to sound as native-like as possible, but you don't need to consciously study grammar in order to achieve that, like we've seen in, in previous episode. What you need to, to do is just, con you know, keep getting exposed to the language in 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 situations in which you understand the message so keep getting exposed to comprehensible input in the language that's the that's that's the key to the entire process and i'll repeat it over and over again that's all you need to do get exposed to comprehensible input and you'll be fine the process will be working you know that's all you need to that's all you need to to worry about finding resources comprehensible resources for you to keep listening and reading the language that's it okay so well this is today's episode and that's the the main idea that i wanted to convey today and yeah please let me know in the comment section below whether you, you can relate to this situation that i talked about or not whether you you also feel that way when when you're about to speak in a foreign language right in which you you had some traditional grammar uh, classes or you know and uh, yeah so well thank you once again uh, for coming this far in in this episode and i hope you found i hope you you found it useful you know and uh, yeah feel free to leave your comments down below down below like i said and I'll, I'll see you in the next episode my dear language learning master so be well and have a good day wherever you might be 
Bye bye, my friend. Ciao.